sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello, get out there in uh, Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with Chip Darmstadt. And Chip uh, is joining us um, remotely, um, not in Vermont now, but he is actually in a different country. Um, and you're pretty far north, right, um, Chip? And you have a special guest. So tell us about what you're doing and, and who's with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the land where pe- people wear toques instead of hats. <laughs> Northern, northeastern Ontario. With uh, a very special guest, Sam Darmstadt. Hello. Hey, Sam. Sam being the uh, the son of uh, Chip, and um, you sent me a photo, and it was a charming, darling photo. You had a couple of guests with you on your laps, and uh, but you're on a you're on a project up there in uh, northern Canada. Well, why don't we start with you know where exactly are you? You're, you're you're like we know where Toronto is, probably on a map, but you're even farther north than Toronto. You want to explain, Sam? Yeah. Um, so we're actually kind of right on the Quebec border in very eastern Ontario. Um, and about, yeah, four hours north of um, Toronto. Um, there, I guess the biggest city near us is called North Bay, and that's about two hours south. So we're pretty high up. Um here in Canada, there's a lot of boreal forest around, um, but actually the area where we are is in a little clay belt, so there's also a lot of agricultural fields um, kind of plopped here in the middle of the boreal forest. Hmm. If we drove another two hours north, there's a town called Cochrane, and that's about as far north as you can drive right in this part of Ontario. Hmm. So, um, what, what's the what's the climate? What's the weather? Um, what's it like way up there? Four hours, you know, north of Toronto. It's been really mixed. Um, we've had the the September has been pretty rainy. We've had cold nights and warm nights. Recently, we woke up and there was frost everywhere until like nine thirty a.m. Um, but we mostly have been hoping for cold nights because that is when we catch the most owls. All right. So, uh, mystery solved. So you're up there and you're you're catching uh, owls. Talk about the project. Yeah. So we're at, I've been volunteering at Hillierton Marsh Research and Education Center, and it is on a large marsh that was constructed by Ducks Unlimited Canada and they both um, do owl banding and uh, songbird banding. Um, They do songbirds during spring and fall migration and um, owl banding during fall migration. So they have a few misnet arrays set up and they've been catching owls since I believe it was mid September, right? I was gonna say what oh, year? No. Um, 2005? 
or mm-hmm. um, no, or two thousand. I don't quite. I, yeah, I think it was actually. I remember it was two thousand six. I think because that was the year the Nature Center became uh, North Branch Nature Center became independent. Mm. Yes, and for it's been a long time, and they've. Um, it's one of the most productive stations for catching catching northern Sawa owls um, in North America. We're uh, getting close to ten thousand owls banded at the marsh. Um, wow. And so far this fall, we've had somewhere in the 200s solid owls. So um, the photo that um, um, your dad sent along, what what were those? Those those were not sawwets though, right? No, those were long-eared owls. Um, They are a very mysterious bird. Um, Not a lot is known about them compared to lots of other owls. Uh, they're difficult to detect and find. I kind of think of them as one of the birds that's like in the mythical creature realm <laughs> where I'm like, I have a hard time believing that there can be like more than one individual in like a 10 mile radius just because of how uh, mystical they seem and uh, rare. But mm-hmm. we've been, we've caught four so far, far this fall um, and it's been really exciting to learn how to band those and uh, see them in the hand. Yeah. We've, we've learned their, that their breath stinks, Anson. Yeah. <laughs> they, wow. they're, they're fond of eating snakes. Oh. And if you've ever tried to catch a garter snake mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you get covered with the musk, that's what their breath smells like. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, <laughs> bad owl breath. That sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds wonderful. Well, we're talking with uh, Chip and Sam Darmstead, and um, they are on location today on For the Birds in uh, Ontario, way up about four hours uh, north of Toronto. We're talking about uh, owls. So uh, talk about the, uh, so you, you, we talked about you, you, you've caught four long-eared owls. So what's it like when you actually uh, get one in the hand? Well, the first thing is you get them in the net. Um, and that is pretty exciting because when you're banding owls, you're used to walking up to the nets and seeing sawwets in them, and they're much smaller than long-eared. So when you walk up and there's a long-eared in the net, you know that right away, like, that's a much larger owl. Um, that's going to be a long-eared. And... They're actually a lot tamer than the sawwets. Um, the I've had sawwets grab onto me with their talons, and it can be pretty painful. But the the long ears, when you're holding them, they kind of just look very confused <laughs> and uh, a little a little dorky, um, but don't do a lot of damage. I guess I had one that was really insistent on biting me, and. Um, being an owl, I was trying to um, hold on to the back of the head so it wouldn't bite me, but it just turned its head around <laughs> backwards and bit me anyway. <laughs> yeah, they have. They can they can move that head around at, at will, right? They're they're pretty good at that. And their camouflage is really impressive too. They have, if you look at mostly at the at the back um, and the back of the wings. They have these really intricately patterned feathers that just would make them completely disappear when they're up against the bark of a tree. And 
it's really cool to see that up close and look at the very fine, intricate patterning on those feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long- know, Anson, this is this is an owl that probably not many people have seen, and um, for listeners out there, if, if you could imagine a great horned owl made. 10 times, 100 times cuter. You know how mm. great horned owls kind of have a fierce look to them. Yeah. Long-eared owls have a similar plumage pattern, but they just look so incredibly cute. Very uh, skinny face. Yeah, and they look perpetually surprised. Um, so if you were to make a, you know an emoji out of a great horned owl, it would probably look more like a long-eared owl because it's just like cute. It's a cutified great horned owl. Uh, mm. a lot, probably a lot smaller too, maybe half the size. Yeah, mm. and yeah, they're... Um, pretty rare. Um, I've only seen one in the field. You've seen more, but still not many. Yeah. I remember when I saw my first one, you said that it's kind of like a once a decade bird. Yeah, don't see them very often. Um, do they ever do they ever visit Vermont? They do. Then they nest in Vermont. They nest in the Champlain Valley, um, and, and maybe central Vermont. Um, but you know, very rarely found. Uh, some uh, Vermont birders have uh, figured out how to find them in the uh, late winter, early spring. But very secretive, very secretive owl. Mm. And their their song is also a lot harder to detect than an owl that you might hear more often, like a great horned owl or a barred owl. It's like a, kind of a singular low hoot that can be really hard to hear. Mm. Anton. Uh, uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention was the marsh where um, Sam's been working. Uh, as folks know, we've banded sawwet owls at North Branch Nature Center for quite a few years. And we've actually caught, not this year, but we've caught one of the owls banded at Hillerton Marsh a few years ago. One of their owls showed up in our, one of our nets in Montpelier. Uh, and that's always, that's always incredible, incredible to me that, you know, you know, you, you know how far it is for you to drive, fly, whatever, however, however you get there, and then to imagine that it's been here and then it gets there. So it's really documented yeah. that they and think of all the things in between that probably could have, you know, taken that owl, all the all the hazards yeah. along the way. Right. True. You know, good. Hey, well, um, we have we have run out of time, but uh, enjoy your stay up there. We looked to hear more when you when you get back, uh, Chip. Sam, thanks for the uh, thanks for the update of what you're doing up there. Um, just a quick foliage update for you folks. Uh, it is we're not quite at peak yet, um, and I think um, unless we get a giant windstorm, I think we've got probably got another maybe even another couple of weeks of some decent foliage around. So, Chip, you're not going to. I suppose you'll be back, but soon. But I don't know what Sam's gonna, his schedule is like. Yeah, we're heading back to uh, enjoy Vermont again soon. All right. Well, we got to fly out here for another weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Along with Sam. Sam <laughs> <laughs> hey, for the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet.